nobody likes to think about household breakdowns, but they happen and they happen more often than they like. I just had some water heaters go that I had to replace the water heater. And it's like, oh, come on. I've had air conditioners go. Come on. If you have American Home Shield, they take care of a lot of those things. They, They have covered repairs for covered items in your house. And they have more coverage options and fewer exclusions than ever before from HVAC systems to plumbing, kitchen appliances, uh, 23 essential home systems and appliances that they will cover for you. And they also have electronics coverage. It's available for unlimited number of eligible items, smartwatches, flat screen TVs, so much more, roof leaks, repair, pool and spa coverage. You name it, you can get it covered. Get the peace of mind uh, that comes from from American Home Shield. It's ahs.com slash Beck. ahs.com slash Beck. Save 50 bucks right now. ahs.com slash Beck. Service fees, limitations, exclusions, apply. See plans for details. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We've got a few things. We have a few things going on today. I'm going to give you some more information about what has been happening over in uh, Afghanistan. And I want to talk to one of the operators, the people who are actually doing the risky work. You know, too many people, and I've said this before, I it bothers me when people say, hey, thank you for what you're doing. I'm not doing anything except kind of just helping raise the money. You're giving the money, raising the money and making sure it's going to the right people is what the Nazarene Fund does. Uh, And there are people all over in different organizations that are really risking their lives. And they come back with stories to tell. Deliver Fund, who I talked about yesterday, they were the ones that actually got these 32 soccer uh, players out. Uh, I want you to hear the story as it was told to me yesterday afternoon by Nick McKinley. He's one of the guys who oversaw the whole thing. Nick McKinley joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Stu, will Relief Factor help me with the pounding eye bleed migraine headache that I'm going to have if I keep looking up at the TV screens and seeing Joe Biden speaking at the United Nations about global warming. Relief factor isn't magic, Glenn, uh, but I do believe it will help uh, even with that sort of problem. I don't know if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough. Relief factor. Get your life back. If you have pain. Mm, I don't even you know, he's starting to look like a puppet, isn't he? An angry puppet. Anyway, uh, if you have pain. Uh, that is not caused by the Biden administration, unless, you know, maybe it was some sort of pain because you couldn't go see your doctor uh, because, you know, they, you're not essential right now. 
Anyway, uh, you can get your life back and get out of pain with Relief Factor. I have. I mean, about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Try their three-week quick start trial pack. It's $19.95. Do it right now. Go to relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. Relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. So yesterday, I am, you know, it's like I have... I swear to you, it's like I have Tourette's uh, in some ways. Uh, I will say the wrong things that I know are wrong because I know that I'm not supposed to say those things. And it just like comes out. Uh, it's like with names, Stu. I, I have names down. Oh, it's totally. Uh, the minute I get on the air, I can't say a name. You know the name. You've said the name 500 times in a row. And then you get on the air and you say it wrong or you forget it completely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's happens it's all the horrible. Time. Yesterday, let me just clarify on a couple of things before we get into this story. 32 girls and their families with the FIFA-registered Afghan women's youth national soccer team were evacuated to Portugal. We told you that yesterday, um, in great part by the help of the Pakistani uh, prime minister and your donations. You probably have read stories about the soccer players getting out before the U.S. troops left. But that's a different national soccer team. That's adult players. They were evacuated to Australia. These girls are on the youth national soccer team. They were in real trouble after the bomb went off and the U.S. troops uh, withdrew. Their rescue is really nothing short of a miracle. Uh, they are FIFA registered, but I uh, FIFA. FIFA mm-hmm. I, but I was uh, See, again. You said FIFA to me off the air twenty five mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and then you get on the air and you say FIFA. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that is true it's another example i know and this is why you're in the radio hall of fame that's exactly right (laughs) they're like this guy somehow made it i mean that is that's worth hall of fame we're not saying the show's good we're just saying he kept a job this long it's amazing it's amazing Mm -hmm. um uh, fifa was not involved in their uh, rescue but they were uh monitoring the situation nick mckinley is with us now he is the founder and executive director of deliver fund how are you doing nick Doing good, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, Nick and I have not met until yesterday. And uh, Deliver Fund is, well, explain what you do and how we came to know each other. So Deliver Fund, we are a counter human trafficking organization, and we work primarily with law enforcement uh, in the U.S. and overseas to identify human traffickers so that they can rescue the victims and hold the human traffickers accountable. Uh, Little did I know, and I think you didn't know this either. Little did I know, um, we Mercury one is one of your major, uh, sponsors. Uh, and we've correct. Here we are. We tried to find each other, uh, recently. You tried to find out who was running these planes out of, and, um, gosh, we here we are we've had such close relationship and neither of us knew it um yeah and little did we know we're right down the road from each other yeah um so nick tell me about the uh tell me about the girls and how all of this happened the the whole thing happened because uh so uh, to kind of start at the beginning deliver fund was working with uh, the U.S. administration on counter human trafficking policy, you know, laws and things like that. And then when Afghanistan went high order and all of a sudden everything just started being the chaos that it is, uh, the administration reached out and said, hey, we need we need some help 
getting people out of Afghanistan. And, you know, we're we're a pretty apolitical organization in that our focus is on human lives. Mm -hmm. And so we'll work with anybody to just just to save those human lives. So we we started working uh, with uh, the original uh, uh, the original group of, of U.S government personnel that were getting people out, uh, started, helped with the Khalid Wardock rescue, helped with a bunch of other rescues of people who were working for the administration, uh, for the U.S. administration through all the administrations during the war. And it's important to understand that the Taliban was telling these people, we're going to kill you and sell your children. Mm. So it's kind of an ultimate, you know, poke in the eye to their enemies to be able to do that. And since we're counter human trafficking, that's right in our right in our skill set. And so we started helping to evacuate people. We we're originally doing that through Eagle Base. That's all over the media. Nothing classified about that, uh, which is the CIA base in Kabul. And then we got asked to help get out the, the girls soccer team. We thought this would be yet another easy operation. We put them into the same mechanism. Everything would be just fine. And then suicide bombs started going off. That, that people don't changed everything. everything. People don't understand how much that changed everything. When that suicide bomb went off, uh, doors were closing immediately, immediately. Nothing, nothing that everybody had planned was going to happen. Absolutely. The, the, and, and then once that suicide bomb went off, kind of the rules of the game on the ground started changing by the hour. So you put together an entire plan to get somebody out and then four of the mechanisms in your plan were no longer viable. So it was just this constant pivot. You know, it, it, internally we were saying it was like building an airplane while you're flying it. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was incredibly difficult operating circumstances. And, and we didn't have time to, you know, be all over Instagram and all over social media to, to be trying to talk about what it is we were doing. We're just trying to get the work done. Mm -hmm. uh, then fast forward to uh, we had two failed missions where we're trying to get these girls out. And uh, one of them, uh, they're literally watching Eagle Base burn to the ground while they're standing about a half a kilometer away from it. Uh, that was their way out. Tried again the next day. We had them um, within about 40 meters of the black gate. Uh, a lot of people understand what that is. And then couldn't get them out because the, the U.S. military would not open the gates. Jeez. So we sent them home. And then very rapidly, uh, the Taliban started going door to door looking for young girls. Uh, and once we started getting their cries for help from the girls saying, you know, the, the Taliban are on our street, we had to pivot very, very quickly. And so we uh, implemented a mechanism we had on the ground to get them into the north and to figure out how to get them out uh, of the country. And that was that was when the real, real heroics started. Uh, USAID uh, in the, the current administration was kind of running, running the lead on this. And they were absolutely phenomenal. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and. And, and what, yeah, so, and, and it was, it was, it was excellent to see, you know, with, with everything that's going on in the political environment being what it is, there were some real heroics from all sides. Uh, the first thing that we knew was we had to, we had to have a landing place for these girls uh, because it's important for people to understand we see them as, as young wives that need to be saved. But many countries around the world saw them as a busload of expensive refugees. 
and we had to we had to counter that mm-hmm. by, by showing that these are these are lives these are these are people whose lives matter i mean these are these are teenage girls who were the Taliban to get their hands on them were going to be forcibly raped through a forced marriage by somebody anywhere from 20 to 40 years their senior for the rest of their lives I was and, and uh, we can't stand by and let that happen. Yeah, and and this is why the Nazarene Fund we we spend a lot of money um, on the aftercare because we can't just dump them into con- countries won't take them, and so you like we have we'll teach you a, a language we'll give you a job skill uh, we'll pay for your housing for you know a year just so you get your feet settled and then you you've got to perform. And they do. We've seen it in Af- in uh, uh, Australia. They will perform. They will meet those standards. But no country just wants, you know, 10,000 refugees that have no place to go and no one taking care of them. That's exactly right. So that was the first the first problem to be solved. And uh, between USAID kind of pushing the diplomatic envelopes back and forth, and Senator Coon's office uh, was was absolutely instrumental in making it happen. Uh, yeah, so the 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 country of Portugal stepped up and said, "We'll provide political asylum for these girls." That was absolutely phenomenal. That is what needed to happen in order to to trigger everything else that was needed to get them out of the country. Because before we were working mechanisms to try to get them into other countries and they, and the other countries said, sure, we'll let them stay. We'll even let them stay here for 30 days, but we want to guarantee that they're following on somewhere else and mm-hmm. we're not going to have to take care of them forever. Mm-hmm. So for Portugal stepping up and, and making that happen really, really launched the entire operation. Um, so once we got the political asylum, then it was a matter of, you know, getting overflight clearances and all things that you're familiar with. Uh, <laughs> but then it was, okay, now we have, now we have the problem. Can we get them out over land? And that was becoming an, an increasingly no less way. viable option. Yeah. Plus we're talking about a bunch of teenage girls and mm-hmm. that part of the world. These girls are commodities. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to guarantee if we take them out over land, especially if they're smuggled out, that they're not going to be abused along the way? Mm-hmm. So air was really the most viable option. And we, we had heard that there were folks who had lines on airplanes, couldn't really figure out who that was uh, in the beginning. And yet at the same time, we were burning thousands of dollars a day housing and feeding these girls. So one of our, uh, one of our donors, uh, Andrew Duncan, stepped in and said, I'll cover that cost. Wow. And that was a huge help because we were able to then have a little bit of breathing room to be able to figure out who who is who's the magic people who have these airplanes who <laughs> seem to be able to <laughs> seem to be able to, uh, you know, get things moving. Um, and then that's when we were introduced to Rudy and the Nazarene Fund. And from that point, uh, the collaboration between us and Rudy uh, it just, just was, was incredible. And, and there's, there's a really important piece here that's uh, really a feather in the cap of the Nazarene fund. Uh, and I, that is, oh, go ahead. no, no, go ahead. Um, and that is the fact that the Nazarene fund, uh, was smart enough to have credit with cam air. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to pay for an airplane. 
And, uh, you know, uh, thanks to Andrew, uh, Andrew Duncan, you know, we were able to, to pay for those airplanes. But it's another thing to be able to pay for the airplane right now, because obviously <laughs> wires take a long time to clear. Yeah. And so that was very smart of you guys to have that credit so that uh, as soon as there was a window of opportunity, we're able to take advantage of that opportunity and and fly right then and there. Well, Rudy is um, he's been running this operation for the Nazarene Fund, and he's just amazing. I think it's a miracle him being placed where he is now has just been miraculous. Uh, he pretty much runs all of the airspace uh, now if for any kind of uh, operation like this. He's kind of really doing all of it uh, in Afghanistan, which is crazy, just crazy. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I, I see, you know, all these groups out there saying, oh, we, we have we have planes, we have a manifest. And, and when, you, when it all comes down to it, it's all Rudy. Uh, really the guy making it happen. I know. Everybody. I know. All right. So, so you guys did excellent hiring him. Thank you. Yes. Um, so hang on just a second. We're talking to Mick, uh, Nick McKinley, founder and executive director of Deliver Fund. He is the guy who put this, this plane that we told you about yesterday. Uh, he's the one who put that all together and got all of the people onto the plane. Um, more to talk to him about this uh, in just a second. Stand by. First, let me tell you about LifeLock. If you use payment apps like Venmo or the Cash app, they're really useful, make paying for things a lot simpler, but you might want to adjust your privacy settings to prevent them from sharing your personal information. There is a a recent report out that found that payment apps share user data with third parties, such as banks, fraud monitoring services, and even some share it with marketing firms. Just because it's easy doesn't mean it doesn't come with risks. LifeLock is there to make sure that there's a a firewall. Now, fire's going to slip through. It is, and it can burn your house down. Nobody can put all of the fires out. Nobody can catch all of the uh, the sparks. But I'll tell you, LifeLock does the best. They've been in the business forever, and they are the best at keeping what is yours yours. If you have a problem, they have a whole team uh, that you'll be assigned to and, and you'll say, how do I fix this? And they will work with you to restore your good name. 25% off your first year. Now with promo code Beck, call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code Beck for 25% off. It's lifelock.com. 10 seconds station ID. If you are looking for a really rock solid group to invest in, that's the way I look at charitable money. It's an investment in people and who does the best job and who gets the most right to where you want it to go. Deliverfund.org. Uh, it's something that uh, Mercury One has been investing uh, in, if you will. Deliverfund.org. We've, we've helped them for uh, several years and we we're thrilled to be able to help them with the Nazarene Fund. Uh, on the ground, but please donate to deliverfund.org. Um, so the other thing is, and I, uh, you know, Donald Trump and I were just talking about uh, Prime Minister Khan, uh, who he said was a big part of his plan to hold this thing together. Uh, Prime Minister Khan has been amazing, uh, along with uh, 
uh, general, I think it's Nazir. What, what is his name? Do you remember? Um, but they've been remarkable in putting this together. I don't know how it happened, but I think he was like a fan or something. Uh, and I was I was asked to write to him because he'll listen to your your email. And I'm like, what? And he did. And tell us the role that he has played in this. So, so Prime Minister Khan definitely uh, uh, deserves uh, our thanks and uh, and, a, and a debt of gratitude for uh, for what the role that he played. Uh, and I think it's important for people to understand why. So, you know, they say that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Uh, personally, I like to I like to say that luck is nothing more than divine intervention. And there was some serious divine intervention going on here. So, uh, so Prime Minister Khan turns out, uh, as I understand it, uh, actually uh, listens to the Glenn Beck radio show. And so uh, once, yeah, I mean, who, who, who saw that coming? Yeah. And so uh, what was needed in order to get these planes to, to take off was for somebody to interface with the Taliban. Um, I happened to find myself fresh out of Taliban contacts. And so <laughs> somebody... Yeah, me too. Somebody had to had to had to do that because because whether we like it or not, the Taliban is the government on the ground in Afghanistan, and there's nothing Nick McKinley is going to do about that. And what we do at the Liver Fund, we always work within the system to enhance the system. We don't work against the system. So if we're going to get these planes off the ground, it's only going to be because the Taliban allows them to take off. So that was that's a that was a real problem, and it took it took weeks to figure out how to solve that problem. So even though all the heroics had been done on the diplomatic yeah. side, somebody had to get the Taliban to allow the planes to take off. And, and even almost more important than that, somebody had to tell the Taliban not to mess with the passengers who were going to uh, get on the plane. Nick, I got a report last night that when uh, the girls came to the airport, because Pakistan had said, leave them alone, when they got to the airport, not a single one was even asked. They were just asked for their name. They didn't. They weren't asked for anything, and they were left entirely alone. Just go, go to the airplane. That's and that is all because of Prime Minister Khan. It is. You. It is. Thank you so much, Nick. I appreciate it. I hope to uh, talk to you again and and hear some more of your uh, stories. And thank you for everything that you and your team are doing at Deliver Fund. If you'd like to donate, deliverfund.org, deliverfund.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If there was a gas station that was giving out free ice cream cones with every tank of gas you bought, you're going there, right? I mean, I would, right? What if I told you uh, when you get up in your 50s and it's time to join, join one of those benefit groups, that there is one that you can join that not only does all the insurance discounts, basically the ice cream and everything else, but also works tirelessly to advocate for you in Washington, D.C. and is, is putting a firewall. And they're saying, no one's crossing this firewall. They are advocates for us and what we believe in. That group is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and they're giving out more than ice cream. Uh, they're actually standing up for us. The group is now 2 million members strong and growing. Benefits are amazing. Insurance discount, travel benefits, all that. 
but they actually are doing the work. They had a significant role in stopping the passage of House Resolution 1, the Pelosi federal takeover of the elections, and they're working hard again to be a firewall again. We need to stand together. Join AMAC right now, amac.us slash Beck, amac.us slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is a Glenn Beck program. Uh, yesterday, the Dow tumbled more than 600 points. Uh, and that is because Wall Street was spooked uh, by what is happening in China. Um, and also the federal reserve but uh china uh their property market is collapsing and that is because i mean lo and behold who would have seen this coming ghost cities don't work they don't work and so asia had a big sell-off and we don't know what exactly is happening congress is now rushing to raise the debt ceiling as a government shutdown looms uh, and they're still wanting to spend, you know, four and a half trillion dollars, which somehow or another is going to magically make inflation go down. Mm. The chickens are coming home to roost. I have a couple questions here about this. Mm-hmm. Number one, when you say ghost cities don't work, <laughs> you're telling me mm-hmm. that building giant complexes of tall Whole cities skyscraper after yeah. skyscraper largest malls in the world of com- that are completely empty because yes. no one even lives in the region correct you're saying building those buildings and leaving them empty for let's say a decade is a bad idea it's a bad idea bad idea Do you have any evidence to back well that up? um you know i know the biden administration doesn't understand this but the landlords in this case being china hmm. aren't getting any rent Okay. And when the landlord doesn't get rent for whatever reason, you're in a ghost city or the federal government said you don't have to pay rent mm-hmm. to the landlord. Oh, they collapse. Okay. Okay. I think I understand okay. that part. It's of it, but- pretty hard to reason in today's reasoning. It's pretty hard to see that, but it is pretty much a straight line. Now, on the other hand, uh-huh. you bring up this idea, this concept that spending multiple trillions of dollars might increase inflation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you are completely aware mm-hmm. that an economist one that also was uh in, was going to be hired by the by uh, the Obama administration uh-huh. he came out separately outside of the Biden administration because he didn't take the job mm-hmm. and he said uh, that some of the policies in there might help inflation so help help inflation right okay so let me just tell you what inflation is real quick okay it means that there's too much money too Mm -hmm. many dollars yep and there's not enough stuff to buy Mm -hmm. for instance let's say you go into a store and you want to buy something that you know is always on the shelf but for some reason it's not on the shelf now that might be because mm, the factory has been shut down it might be the factory is open, but they can't find enough workers, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, not because the economy is doing so well, but because people are staying home. And so you're like, I really need that part. I need that widget. I need whatever. And I, I need it kind of now. Well, there's a lot of people clamoring for that. Mm. And there's a lot of money out there. And so the price goes up. 
You see, mm. because there's too few of that which was usually on the shelf. Huh. That's interesting. Okay? And so that causes the price to go up. So the more money. Now, this this is where it gets complex. The more money, the higher the prices. But the federal government is also spending a lot of trillions of dollars themselves and they're buying things. For instance, let's say you want to put a patio together. Mm. You're like, I just want a bag of concrete. Well, that bag of concrete is going to go up because the federal government is using concrete to make a lot of buildings. And so their ghost cities, if you will, their mm. ghost cities are using a lot of the products that you're trying to buy. And so they cause a shortage of that. Hmm. Well, see, there's a way to test this. We could just mm-hmm. test this right okay. now. Right. Just see if, if mm-hmm. it's true. Because mm-hmm. one of the issues when you inflate money at the government scale, the government mm-hmm. level, yeah. is it doesn't just enter the economy and spread out inflation equally. No. No. Mm-mm. So the, the key, the best place to be, Glenn, is the people who get the money first. Because then you get to spend it before the inflation and the prices have gone up. That's right? weird. That is the best place, place to be. To that be. would be in the government or in one of the big banks. Huh, okay. So what <laughs> I guess, though, mm-hmm. to test this, uh-huh. we'd have to say that the, the things that the people at the top of that scale mm-hmm. would be buying mm-hmm. would be the things that would go up the most. You to mean prove like, this theory right. You mean like art? Like, let's say art or uh-huh. housing uh-huh. or stock prices right. or, or construction or supercars or supercars. Yeah. Right. Any right. of those Any things. Any of those if things. If those things were going up yeah. and it wasn't necessarily yet showing up in uh, other measures mm-hmm. of inflation, mm-hmm. which they keep claiming when they keep saying, well, it's not real inflation, so it's transitory, uh-huh. it would show up there first. Is that happening in any way? Um, yeah, in all in all ways. In all, in ways. all ways. So it in did. All okay, ways. it passed the test. But here's the one thing that we all have in common: food, and that's mm. going up. Uh, oh, that's going up. Yeah, too. that's going up good, too. Good, good. So let me let me tell you this. Now, one of the things uh, Joe Biden is at the UN talking about is, of course, the biggest problem of them all. Let's all say it together. We all know what's really on fire right now. What do we have to really solve? Say it with me. Global warming. Global warming. Global warming. Global warming. Yes. That's what everybody is talking about, global warming. So he's just at the uh, the uh, UN's demanding that the world finally pay attention to global warming. Thankfully. And what's really great is that the banks and this little firm, I barely even recognize BlackRock, BlackRock, uh, their executives have more uh, influence in our government now than Goldman Sachs ever did. BlackRock, they're the financial advisors for the president, the vice president, and the secretary of treasury. But other than that, they have almost no influence. They have decided that they are going to no longer finance any kind of power system. Okay? So they're not going to, unless it's green. They're not going to uh, build any or finance, and Citibank is all in on this. They will not finance another coal plant or anything to do with fossil fuels because those are evil. And uh, that's great. That's great. Except China's banks are financing now all of the new coal plants that are going online and all new energy sources all over the world. So they will be 
let me see, in charge of the whole world because they'll control the energy. That's weird. But the reason why they're doing that is because we have to set an example for China because China cares when we set an example. And so they're not going to finance any of these things. And they're trying to convince all the banks, you stop any of these, any of these. Otherwise, we're not going to do business with you. It's weird. It's you know what it's like? It's almost like a score of some sort for your environmental uh, Mm. activism. Like environmental. I can't think of a score that I could. Social. Yeah. Mm, uh, governance. governance yeah like, like, like an ESG, ESG score that's yeah, definitely like, not happening mm, definitely not happening no so here's the thing that I would just like you to to understand um, this is you ready this is BlackRock this is what they say the world cannot possibly hit the Paris climate targets unless we accelerate the retirement and replacement of existing coal fly- fired electricity especially in Asia, where existing coal fleets are big and young and will otherwise operate for decades. So what they're trying to do is make sure that we don't build anything new because then it will just break down and somebody will have to replace it with something fabulous like, I don't know, solar power plants. Now, solar panel, solar panel plants are fantastic. I know because I built one about 10 years ago. And spend a fortune a, on it. A plant? You uh, a, well, a, a, a solar panel uh, energy generating system oh. for my ranch. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's great is I spent a fortune on it okay. 10 years ago. And it paid for itself because you saved so no, much in electricity. No, no, it didn't pay for itself. And then I had to spend another fortune on it about two years ago to update it because it was really inefficient because things had changed so much mm. and uh, and it wasn't really working well. So two years ago, I, I did that. And then I'm spending another fortune this year on it because it's still not quite running right. Now, you had to do this because you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, yeah, and, I had to do it. And I had wanted to, to get it. off the grid yeah, separately. Entirely. Uh, but however, I'm just saying uh, no one can afford this. Right. No one can afford this. This is interesting because it's similar to the experience of Germany, mm-hmm. who spent a ton of money yeah. putting in solar panels that are now completely outdated. Yet they're locked into them because they spent so much money on mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they need to update all of them to make them more efficient. Now, just so you know, China China is just building coal-fired plants all the time. A new one opens up every single week. All right? Every week. Um, They have uh, 10 times more coal and natural gas than the United States or pretty much anybody else. uh, And they're going to burn it all. They're going to burn it all. Um, They're a bigger polluter than ours. I don't know why that's never brought up. It's always America. Look to China because they're really setting the example. No, they're not. No, they're not at all. Um, and what is happening to us? We are giving China access to the entire world, and they will choke off the electricity to anyone who doesn't bow the knee to China. That's what we're doing. We are enslaving the rest of the world with this nonsense from BlackRock and Citigroup. That's what's happening. Now, by the way, I just want you to know, um, we're not going to be using less electricity. Okay, we're not. We're not in the United States going to build any new power plants unless they're wind and solar, which is exactly what Texas did. And we had blackouts. We had blackouts during the storm here. 
Why? Because we didn't build new solar. We didn't build new coal plants. We even turned our coal plants down. We went to wind and solar. Now, that's a healthy system. And look what we just did to it just by turning it down. Now imagine your area not building anything new and taking all of the cars in your state, all of them, and uh, shutting off gasoline. But they're going to have magic electricity that comes from the wall in your house. You're just going to plug that in at night. You know when solar panels don't work. And so everybody in your neighborhood is going to be plugging their car in at night. That's going to work out really well. Oh, I've missed the wind-up electric, uh, uh, wind-up alarm clock. You know, I've had an electric one and one on my phone with battery and everything else. It'll be so nice to be able to wind that clock back up because power will go out. Maybe your phone won't charge and you'll be late for work. But the good news is most of us don't have to go to work because they will pay us to stay home and do nothing. The good thing, though, is the wind power thing is really working out well. Is uh, it? Have you seen the video of this wind turbine? No. Uh, having a minor issue. Uh, check it out here, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, up on the screen here. Spinning very quickly. And, yeah. uh, you know, but, but I mean, what could go wrong? I don't think anything could go wrong. It is spinning it a little like bit too, too quickly. Fast. Yeah. And, oh, Whoa, no. There it goes. There it goes. It, it goes. exploded. <laughs> Wow, it explodes, breaks apart. Wow, that's... Uh, I have no idea where that comes huh. from, but it's kind of an amazing um, thing. May I just give you one other thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Joe Biden. Um, you know, he gave the, you know, Putin's Nord Stream 2, the pipeline to mm. Europe. Yeah, he announced today, because Biden said, I'm going to give this to you, but don't you ever cut off Ukraine. And Ukrainians were like, don't don't make that deal. They, they Of course they will. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. Um, Gazprom uh, offered... You know, Europe, a chance to have some electricity, uh, but uh, they really don't. They have to separate themselves from Ukraine, you know. So what they did is um, Gazprom booked a third of available capacity through Poland and uh, a tenth of available capacity through Ukraine. It sent energy prices soaring even higher over now nine hundred dollars per one thousand cubic meters. Uh, and uh, they're going to, you know, they've been cutting supplies over the summer. They're doing it now for the winter. They just want to send a very clear message, I think, to Biden. Um, no, the Russians want Biden to be seen as weak as he is and Europeans to feel dependent on Moscow, which they now are. And uh, he's also letting everybody know, uh, Ukraine, it's mine. And if I can't have it, no one will. So I'm glad we're not energy independent anymore. Car shield. <laughs> so your car uh, breaks down. Okay. No more pedal to the metal. No more music at all. Uh, and uh, you, got, uh, you got your car sitting there on the side of the road and you're like, crap. Uh, how much is this going to cost? Whew. If you have car shield, you don't have to worry about that. If you don't have car shield and you don't have a warranty, I mean, you're worried about roadside assistance and a rental car, let alone what they tell you at the shop. With Car Shield, they will get you back on track when you're in a pinch and you're not on the hook to pay thousands. They cover you with the, uh, the rental assistance and the uh, roadside assistance that get your car to the shop. They cover all of the expenses for covered repairs. Visit carshield.com slash back. Save 10% right now carshield.com slash back deductible may apply 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there's a stupid article that was going around yesterday about uh, (laughs) the death toll of COVID-19 surpasses that of 1918 pandemic. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Um, Except let's look at the population size back then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's also look at who was dying in 1918. The average age of death was 28 years old. Uh, So it's a lot different. Young people were dying in 1918 freaking people out because you would lose you'd lose family members and they'd be young yeah young and obviously some of that's happened through covid but it's the average age is what, three times yeah uh, it's I, in the 70s median, yeah it's probably 70s yeah. i mean i don't know off the top of my head but it's obviously much 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 older right. now that does not mean that that's not you know i hate i, I hate when people are just like ah that person was old or he was fat. And no, they, no, no, no. I, I mean, like, that, it's still a lot of it's people. It's still human still a lot life, of people. and I know that pro-life people care about that. But you may but, I say, how many people were uh, were saved because of things that the FDA and, and uh, CDC said, don't use that. Yeah. Don't use that. You can't. What? Yeah. It's Some little, sort of breathalyzer? It's typical media, right? Like, COVID can be bad and not be 1918. Yeah. You know, it's it was really bad. But 1918 was a different monster, honestly. This is the Glenn Beck Program.